we want to tell you a story. It's not the whole story. We'll never know the whole story. The story involves us, but it's not about us. It's about our podcast, but not completely. The story is bigger than all of that and all of us. It's the story of a life, and it's the story of a death. But mostly, it's the story of a friend. Hi, uh, my name is X. And I'm Cootie. And as much as I hate the cliche, this really is a very special episode of It's the Goat. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. to the show doing the uh, Satan in the News. And initially I was kind of upset because that was always my favorite part of of the show. And I really love the way uh, X delivers it and his reactions to it and everything and why he's a Catholic because they got a buster ball. But uh, then she, you know, she came in and at first I was like, ah, I don't know. Then after a couple of times I was like, okay, I'm on board and I loved hearing her. And uh, that was all good. Then one day for, uh, uh, GoFundMe, something like that, and I wasn't really friends with her. I hadn't really known her ages just because, you know, it's just the right thing to do. So I did that. She noticed. She friended me on Facebook. We became fast friends. She listened to uh, Exploding Heads a little bit and heard of my love about the witch and Black Phillip. And she made a nice uh, little meme for me that I put up on the group page, and, and that was really cool. But uh, to sum it all up, it, you say, it's 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 a shame and it's sad we have to see her go, but be said here, she was uh, had a great sense of humor. She was a good soul. She uh, was opinionated, and that, that's never a problem with me. And um, at the end of the day, you look back at, at her life, and she'll be remembered as a good person. And honestly. That's really all that matters. I hope, you know, when my time comes that people will remember me fondly the same way. But, um, you know, glad you guys are doing this. And, um, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, 
Sim, see you on the other side. Take care, guys. Thanks. We started Kiss the Goat almost on a whim about three years ago. Cootie and I thought it would be fun just to sit around and talk about devil movies. Hell, that's what we did at night anyway. You know, I just figured we could make a show out of it. And then the weirdest thing happened. People actually liked it, and we didn't quite expect that kind of response. So we did all the shit that successful podcasts are supposed to do. We built a cheap-ass website, got on a network, and we started a Facebook group. And that is when she showed up. Out of nowhere, like an RKO, Cindy Sin Fallon. Before we had even talked to her, she was proclaiming herself to be our number one fan. Okay, yeah, that. That says maybe, but it was a pretty solid claim. She was brash. She was insistent. She spent a fucking month reminding us that she was a bisexual shamanic witch who felt a great affinity with wolves. And you know, okay, okay, whatever's right is right. We we weren't quite sure how to take her at first, but, you know, she seemed like she was in the right place. Yeah, and boy was she. Sin was our constant reminder to remain open and inclusive. You know, I thought I was open-minded when I met Sin. I, I had I had a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. <laughs> but as the show progressed, we became a little more structured as we, you know, started to hit our stride. So we came up with different segments for the show, a format, you know, stuff that we thought our listeners would enjoy and come back for episode after episode. And that's when we created Satan in the News. Now, at first, Cootie and I were doing the news, and it worked. It was a good start, but it had yet to reach its uh, final form. Now, Sin was doing some reporting for an Arizona radio station at the time, talking about LGBT issues. She was vocal about all things being equal. Her points made sense. Her spots for the radio station were good, so we decided to ask her to be our Satan in the News correspondent. It took a huge load off my shoulders not having to research and write that section, so I was glad for it. But the best thing was Sin was everything that I hoped she would be. She was funny, her stories were incisive, and sometimes poignant. The devil's in your mouth. <laughs> Swallow. <laughs> A Georgia principal who was caught on film being racist towards African-American <clears throat> students and their families during her graduation ceremony is blaming Satan for her racist remarks. You people are being so rude to not listen to this speech. It was my fault that we missed it in the program. Principal Nancy Gordwick blamed the devil, saying, quote, the devil was in the house and came out of my mouth. <laughs> fuck does that work but she was being serious 
so much easier to use the satanic scapegoat than being accountable for her own reprehensible behavior. Gordwick's son, Travis, then defended his mom's racism with his own racist rant on Facebook, even dropping the N-bomb. Maybe when Principal Gordwick said the devil was in the house, she meant her own house, where her own racism begot her a racist son. As the principal and one of the founders of the TNT school in Georgia, Gordwick was fired from her job. Hail Satan. And the segment took off. It was huge. And with Sin bringing more and more people into our Facebook group from other groups she spearheaded, we went from 40 group members to almost 300. People loved her. They loved what she brought to the show. And soon she wasn't just a correspondent because that implies, you know, some distance. Sin had become an integral part of Kiss the Goat. glasses fogged up <laughs> and I don't want to have any background noise of the fan going <laughs> Hi. Hi. give me a minute to compose myself okay well, of course okay I'll be back in a minute <laughs> was some distance though uh there were parts of sin's past that were murky we knew that she had been through some shit you know but we all have we just figured she was working through them like anybody else we we were not right about that we didn't understand at the time just how deeply her post-traumatic stress disorder had affected her and by the time it became obvious what the PTSD was doing to her, things had had really started to spiral out of control. Hey, this is Matthew Tangent. I just wanted to go ahead and, you know, put in my uh, word on uh, on Cindy. Um, it was always I, I I didn't really know her that well, but you know I don't think you need to. Uh, she was always herself, unapologetically, um, you know, just great. Wonderful, sarcastic humor. I just enjoyed talking to her all the time on Facebook. And, I, in fact, I found myself, you know, looking forward to finding her comments on my stuff and, you know, talking to her and listening to her, well, especially listening to her on Kiss the Goat. So, yeah, she'll be, she will be missed. And I know she's out there somewhere giving somebody hell. Thank you. People normally associate. PTSD was serving in the military. They used to call it being shell-shocked. It's more widespread than that. Sin had been the victim of rape and sexual assault. She had been stalked. She survived a plane crash, for fuck's sake. I mean, all of these things combined to make things incredibly difficult for her. 
Sin said it best in one of her Facebook posts. She said, I was outgoing, the life of the party. People used to say the party didn't start until I showed up. I was fearless. I piloted planes before I even drove a car. I moved to Alaska, sight unseen, and became a tour guide. My tourists loved me and how I engaged them. I was fiercely independent. Now, I'm too sick to function. I barely leave the house. I can't work. I have to beg for money just to survive. I am the face of severe PTSD and CPTSD. It's not like we didn't try to help. You know, we did. Our mutual friends, Ben and Misty from the Black Annis podcast, set up a GoFundMe page for her, just hoping to keep her head above water. It was a beautiful gesture and one that's appreciated, but in the end, it just, it just wasn't enough. Sin posted this on her Facebook page on August 15th, 2016. Thank you to the friends and strangers and even two family members who have helped me financially the past few months since my severe PTSD has halted my ability to work any longer. You have been the only ones to keep me going this far. Thank you. I will be out of money in two weeks. Thereafter, there's nothing left. No money, no time. For anyone who's telling me to hang in there, it gets better. Thoughts and prayers, etc. You haven't helped. I'm out of money and out of time. If you've been waiting for some reason to finally help, time is running out. I don't know why you stay on my friends list if you are unwilling to help. Unable to help, I understand, but unwilling? It can never be said that you didn't know and that I didn't ask for help. That will not be a lie you can tell yourself. There will be some who feign ignorance, but you knew. You knew. When I wake tomorrow, I expect my friends list to be thinner. I've been removing a lot of people over the last few months. I appreciate it if you clean up after yourself now. In a lot of ways, this whole thing was just a clusterfuck. Sid had a difficult time getting FMLA time from work. She worked hard to get into a clinic that could help her, but the red tape involved with that was, it was just impossible for her to wade through. And in the meantime, her condition just grew worse and worse until she just couldn't take it anymore. So if anyone thinks that sin suicide, and you know, we'll call it what it is, but if anyone thinks it was some kind of sign of weakness or a pathetic form of giving up, um, fuck you. You're wrong. This was her victory. She said in a private message to me, I can't afford to move. I can't afford to pay anyone rent. I need a lot of privacy and time alone. So living with anyone would just make me feel worse. And I don't need the added pressure of living with someone who doesn't understand PTSD and expecting me to behave as if I don't have PTSD. Begin. 
In a strange world A violent man Impatient girl Love comes Love goes And the world goes by The light fades and the night comes The streets are dark, dangerous I dream of an old flame With quiet talks that never end Love comes, love goes And the world goes by There's an old man on his last legs Calls his children to his bed He reaches out to empty space A smile comes to that gentle face I dream of a new world Where vows are made, where a cry is heard Love dies, love grows have implemented Christian after-school programming to, well, program children after school, never to allow an attack on the wall that separates church from state. The Satanic Temple will, yet again, point out the hypocrisy of allowing Christian programming in public schools by implementing their own after-school alternative, the After-School Satan Club. 
Yay! Yay! Hail Satan! <laughs> I am all for it. The atheistic satanic temple will not promote devil worship or any form of magical or religious teachings, but rather promote reasoning and critical thinking skills in the after-school Satan Club curriculum. Well, they don't learn that in school anyway, shit. <laughs> Just think how advanced these kids would be. It's, gonna be a, it's like the Honor Society. <laughs> It's gifted and talented. <laughs> <laughs> Parents would, of course, need to sign a permission slip for their children to attend. The after-school Satan Club will include science, literature, puzzles, art projects, and a healthy snack. The after-school Satan Club plans to be introduced to schools that house the unconstitutional Good News Club. Sponsored by Child Evangelical... I can't even say the word. It's so atrocious. I understand. Sorry. <laughs> Three, two, one. Sponsored by Child Evan... Evangelism? 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 Evangelicals? Evangelical... Jelly Monsters? Even... 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 Even Stevens? Even Evangelism? <laughs> Evangelicalism? Evangelism! There we go! Premature ejaculation? What? <laughs> oh, let me try that again. <laughs> Three, two, one. Sponsored by Child Evangelism Fellowship. Good News Clubs are aimed at programming children as young as five years of age by infiltrating the public school system. Largely recognized as unconstitutional for nearly a century, recent strides in radical Christian extremism have infested taxpayer-funded public schools with this Christian programming with in excess of 3,560 Good News Clubs metastasizing within a mere 10 years. Right-wing groups have insisted it is freedom of speech and freedom of religion to impose their religious beliefs in public schools. Then, the Satanic Temple should enjoy the same liberties. That is, of course, unless the right-wing groups only want those rights exercised by Christianity. As the right-wing marches on towards dismantling the Constitution and making our country a Christian theocracy, we always can count on the Satanic Temple to come to the defense of the constitutional separation of church and state and freedom of religion. Always smart and sarcastic, the Satanic Temple spokesperson and co-founder, Lucian Greaves, stated, quote, We would like to thank the Liberty Council specifically for opening the doors to the after-school Satan clubs through their dedication to religious liberty, end quote. Those same liberties should pave the way for after-school Satan Club. Greaves went on to say, quote, While the Good News Clubs focus on indoctrination, instilling children with a fear of hell and God's wrath, after-school Satan Clubs will focus on free inquiry and rationalism. We prefer to give children an appreciation of the natural wonders surrounding them, not a fear of an everlasting otherworldly horror, end quote. As with other operations by the Satanic Temple, they only take actions when establishment of religion is rearing its ugly head. Greaves has stated, quote, We are only doing this because Good News Clubs have created a need for this. 
if good news clubs would operate in churches rather than in public schools, that need would disappear. But our point is that if you let one religion into public schools, you have to let others. Otherwise, it's an establishment of religion, end quote. We already have teachers volunteering to lead the after-school Satan Club here in Tucson, Arizona. To check your local listings, you can visit afterschoolsatan.com. Nice. Yeah, if you go to the website, not only will you see the promotional video, but you could also pull up the letter that has been sent to the schools that have the good news clubs, and you could also um, print out the permission slip. I am really kind of amazed at how progressive of a town Tucson is. <laughs> oh, they're fighting it. <laughs> There's death threats against them. Everyone's calling them devil worshippers. Um, the school right now is currently trying to deny it because they said there's no teacher in the school that's offering to sponsor it. There are teachers willing to sponsor it, but they're not in the school where it's being produced. So. Never. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I hope it passes because that just seems right. <laughs> we have a need for it. <laughs> well, I mean, I think of all the shit I had to go through in school, none of it was that cool. It was no. all very Christian-based. It was all very shoving that down my throat, you know? I'd volunteer, but I hate kids. And that's fair. That's completely fair. Parents can go in everything, too. <sighs> I, would, I, would, I would volunteer for it, because fuck yeah, why wouldn't I? Yeah. I already tried to do it in churches I got kicked out of. I might as well do it somewhere I'm appreciated. <laughs> Peruvian possession. In our ongoing efforts at Satan in the News to bring you demonic doings from the world over, our latest report of school possessions takes us to Peru. Almost 80 children in a northern Peruvian school demonstrated fainting, convulsions, and mass hallucinations. The school kids, aged 11 to 14, acted in ways we are all too familiar with as we've been reporting on similar mass hysteria in schools across the globe. In Peru, local folklore fans the flames by saying the school is built on a mass grave of cartel victims. The Peruvian possession was said to be contagious as many children were reported to suffer from the same diabolical distress. Still... The greatest evil to ever slither out of the Amazon is my ex, who remarkably enough matches the descriptions the students gave of the devil attacking them. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. <sighs> the Peruvian pupils say they were being chased by a tall man wearing all black with a black beard. Either that or Johnny Cash. Either way, we all end up burning in a ring of fire. Peruvians. Yeah. You wonder, is it the Coke? <laughs> it could be the Coke. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, and not just that, but angels, trumpets, and there's all sorts of um, shamanic medicines that have hallucinogenic properties as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, anything could be it. Scopolamine goes a long way. I don't even know what that is. That's the drug that like takes away all of your um, free will. <laughs> oh, okay. 
That was like the, the devil's drug or something like yes, that. I saw, a documentary I saw it on Vice. That's all I know. Yeah, I saw a document. That that's probably where I saw it too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, wow, I don't want that, but I know how to use it. Uh, I know. Horrible, horrible uh, thoughts in my head. Oh, uh, a cootie passed out next to you. <laughs> <laughs> she went. No, she went to bed. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's nothing I can do at this point. She's gone. <laughs> She's gone. Hot dog. Parents. Have you ever been faced with the hassle of dealing with a daughter who is dressed in a way you don't approve? Worse yet, what if the devil made her do it? Well, we can't have any of that. So what do we do? Do you send your daughter to her room to change? Do you ground her? Do you take her shopping for suitable clothing? Or do you smoke weed and sacrifice the family dog? Yep, that's the one. <laughs> If you chose the latter, you might be the Chandler, Arizona man who responded in that exact way. <laughs> God, this is not going to turn out well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Zane Thompson, age 42, was well known to his community. An active Christian in his church, he was also a former football player for Arizona State University. He runs a successful barbecue catering business. It was that very barbecue smoker where the paranoid papa put his daughter's shirt to burn. My Believe God. You know, Leatherface's dad ran a successful barbecue joint, too. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Hot dog and long pig. <laughs> Believing that the t-shirt had to do with the devil. And that was quotes, had to do with the devil. Thompson knew he must make amends with his God. He said the Lord was going to kill him and that reading the Bible told him he must make a male sacrifice. Convinced that he needed to sacrifice a male member of the family to atone for his daughter, Thompson weighed the options of killing his six-year-old son or their poodle over the t-shirt. He chose the poodle as the chosen one. The family tried to flee with their furry friend, but Thompson got the dog and tossed it in the barbecue smoker where the shirt was already roasting. When police arrived, the family man was laying on the sidewalk, muttering that he had to, quote, do it for the God, end quote, and the devil made him do it. Charges include animal cruelty, assault, and threats. Thompson admitted he smoked weed earlier that day and had a, quote, episode. Episode? That wasn't an episode. That was a fucking Netflix original series. <laughs> Yeah. I thought I was going to have a really witty comeback to that, but my God, I just don't. No, no, no. First <laughs> yeah, of the we, dog, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how the God of Abraham would feel about substituting the dog for the firstborn son. Well, he also should have mutilated his own penis, too, right? While you're at it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If that story does sound familiar, it's not that we've reported it before, but we had shared it in um, group before. Pokemon, no. <laughs> I know. What? <laughs> I was laughing. Oh. 
By now, most people in the developed world are familiar with the Pokemon Go fad. Players wander about with their smartphones using a combination of GPS and Google Maps within the app to hunt cyber monsters. Millions of people are using this app. Players can be active by walking around and getting exercise in. Others play while driving. Lures can be given to those bedridden so they can even play. The point is, Pokemon is a major phenomenon at the moment. And like anything else where people are having fun, it must be the devil. At least that's what some Christian fear mongers are preaching. Pastor Rick Wiles is afraid that Muslim jihadists will play Pokemon Go to locate churches for ISIS attacks. Does Wiles actually think that churches couldn't be found without the use of Pokemon Go? Churches are easier to find than hookers, or weed, or hookers with weed. The churches are 200 yards away from the liquor stores. <laughs> they serve wine in the churches. <laughs> That's why they're so close to the liquor store. Oh, heavy <laughs> attendance this morning. Shit, we should go get some more Manischewitz. <laughs> are these crackers stale? No, they just, they're just awful. <laughs> As if mega churches were hard to spot. Even average sized churches are easy to spot with their tall spears. Spires? Spears? Spires? Spires? Sure. Spires. 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 I think it's spires. spires. It should be spires. Spires. <laughs> spires, spears, spores. Okay. Who knows? Spores. <laughs> That's the esoteric um, order of Dagon. <laughs> Okay, three, two, one. Even average-sized churches are easy to spot with their tall spires, bell towers, prominently displayed crosses, religious idolatry, statues. Churches are not exactly humble or low-key. They are in your face, like a Pokemon Go player wandering private property. <laughs> There's a Charizard over here, goddammit, let me in. <laughs> Wiles says, quote, the enemy, Satan, is targeting churches with virtual digital cyber demons. I believe this thing is a magnet for demonic powers. They're spawning demons inside your church. They're targeting your church with demonic activity. This technology will be used by the enemies of the cross to target, locate, and execute Christians, end quote. That's right, Acolytes. The pastor believes that Pokemon Go will be used to execute Christians. I've heard of the Christian persecution complex, but now we've got Pokemon persecution complex. Carry on, Acolytes. Keep playing with yourselves. Just maybe not in churches, or else the parishioners in the pews might mistake you for a terrorist or a demon summoner. If only the churches would focus less on their fears of the Pokestop and focus more on just getting their priests to stop poking. Oh, oh, that was harsh. That was hardcore. I love that. Well, that was well done. <laughs> Reporting from hell, this is the original sin, Cindy Sin Fallon. So there's no room for smugness in this situation. Uh, no one has any place to think, oh, I would never do that. Because you know what? You don't fucking know that. You have no idea what you're capable of until your back is against the wall and you've run out of choices. Yeah, I figured I have about two months to go. Okay. 
Because that's when my money will run out. I wish it wasn't so difficult. They wouldn't give me a DNR. Yeah, they refused to give me a DNR. Give me a whole bunch of bullshit reasons. Um, first they said, "Oh, we don't think we have those here," and I'm like, "It's just an orange piece of paper." And they're like, "We don't know if we can give those at this facility." I'm like, "Any medical facility can provide it." And then they're like, mm, "I don't know. It needs to be a doctor." I'm like, "Actually, a nurse practitioner can also do it." And they're like, well, you need to be hospitalized to have it. I'm like, that's not true either. Any medical provider can do it in any office. And they're like, well, you need to have um, a chronic condition. I'm like, don't I? And they're like, well, no. I'm like, you just told me my high blood pressure is chronic. Obviously, my PTSD is chronic. Um, They're like, well, not those kinds of chronic conditions. (laughs) I'm like, you just keep lying to me. And then finally she just said, "Um, I'm just not going to do it. I'm like, fine, I'll just get it somewhere else. Because my therapist was suggesting stepping out into traffic um, because she's had some clients that successfully killed themselves that way before. Um, I'm just afraid of stepping out into traffic and it not finishing me off. And that would just be a mess. That's why I wanted the DNR. That's, well, what's going to happen is if anyone tries to turn me in, saying, oh, you know, do a welfare check or whatever, she's threatening suicide. If they send someone here, I will absolutely do suicide by a cop. I've made that clear to people who have already threatened to have me institutionalized. Um, right now I have a broken tail on in my truck, so if I get pulled over, I'm going to do it then. Sin made a decision, and she went through with it. She left the show her way. And on our own terms. It doesn't mean we don't miss her. It doesn't mean we don't feel the impact of that loss. But we feel the impact of her life more. We hold on to the things she stood for. Equality, separation of church and state, individuality, and the right to choose. We hold on to those things even more tightly than we did before. That's right. Um, the podcasting community, which was spearheaded by Gary Hill and mostly by X, um, held an auction in Sin's honor. Uh, all of the proceeds from that auction have gone to a PTSD United. This is an online group that features an anonymous online chat room that's always there for anyone to access. If you feel like you might need help or even if you need to vent about Sin's passing or have questions about how things could have gotten this far, please visit this resource. Uh, it's at ptsdunited.org. Will Kiss the Goat continue? Probably. Not anytime soon. And maybe not with the same format. There's... There's no way to bring somebody else into Sin's position. She's irreplaceable. So, you know, time will tell. So, in closing, we'd like to play the song that Sin herself chose as the theme song on Kiss the Goat. This is Hosier. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Hosier. That's what I was thinking. Oh, God. This is Hozier with From Eden. 